Hello. I'm so glad to be back. I feel like I've been gone uh, a lot, uh, all these different states and traveling around and um, trying to see everybody and do all the stuff you do, you know. Uh, but it's sure nice to be home, and I love you, and you look great. Uh, excited about uh, our year together and uh, looking forward to uh, today. I've been uh, spent a lot of time uh, trying to connect with all the children and mom and sister and all of those and driving and flying all over the place. Um, but I spent a lot of time praying, praying for you, uh, praying for our church, uh, praying for myself, uh, asking God to, uh, to really help me. I, I mentioned in the prayer, uh, sometimes you, we need guidance, don't we, to uh, kind of make sure that our footing is right, that our foundation is there, that we kind of pull together all the things that have been happening, all the stuff maybe that's been going on for you uh, throughout 2019. And uh, how, do, how do we allow the Lord to begin to speak to us, to, uh, to show us? I ask him, um, what, what is it that I need to be doing? What is it that I need to uh, maybe change a part of my life? And I, uh, I felt a couple different things that the Lord was talking to me about. One was that, he, that I need to just be closer to God. Uh, maybe you say, well, that's surprising for the pastor to say, you know, it really doesn't matter where you are. Uh, we, we continue to need to be closer to him. And another thing that I, that I felt was that um, the Lord's encouraging me to pray like I believe in prayer. Pray like I believe in prayer, because I mean, you couldn't convince me that prayer is not powerful and effective. I believe in prayer, but I guess the Spirit was asking me, am I praying at the level that I believe? It's so easy to get distracted, isn't it? It's so easy to have different things going on in our life. Uh, but prayer becomes uh, so foundational for us. Uh, it's a, an encouragement to it because there's, there's going to be time this year for uh, busyness and responsibilities and uh, social time and service and all the different things that, that God would want us to be doing. We'll have work to do. We'll have things to accomplish, families to take care of. But the truth is, whatever God really wants to accomplish in us must happen through prayer, through our commitment to prayer. You know, God designed us to be people of prayer, that you could, it's almost like that there's a receiver built into you that allows you to be able to, to have this connection to God. Prayer is such an essential part of our relationship with God, and the Bible says that we can approach God with confidence, knowing uh, that uh, the grace and the mercy that he offers to us will be provided and given uh, to all of us. So if we believe in uh, prayer, if we believe it to be a priority, if we can look back and see how important it was for Jesus and the early church and uh, throughout, uh, throughout the scripture, uh, it's an encouragement to us uh, to think about uh, prayer. So a 2020 uh, view of prayer. And we'll be talking about this this week uh, and, and next week. One of the great verses of the New Testament is Ephesians 3.20. Scripture says, Now glory be to God, who by his mighty power at work within us is able to do far more than we could ever dare to ask or even dream of, infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. 
So God wants to be working. God wants to be at work in your life. God wants to be at work in the the situations that you're dealing with, recognizing that he desires to work in us. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of the disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Uh, They had saw him do miracles, but they didn't say teach us to do miracles. They didn't say teach us to preach like you preach. They encouraged him to teach them to pray. Wouldn't that be a great prayer? Wherever you are, Lord, teach me to pray. Teach me to pray in the way that I believe in the way that I can grow as a man, as a woman uh, of prayer. So some things that I've learned about prayer as I was praying and thinking about growing in prayer, I was reminded that uh, we all are wired to pray. We all are wired to pray. Uh, Your creator designed you in a way that prayer seems natural. Everybody in the world prays. Everybody prays. I met people of other different religious beliefs. Prayer uh, is a part of that. Uh, I, I even noticed um, a guy that calls himself an atheist uh, prays because he, uh, he banged his hand really badly one day, and he immediately said, oh, God. And I said, listen to you. <laughs> calling, out, calling out to God. Uh, everybody prays. We're all wired to pray. We got God's image in us, and that means that we have the ability. God invites you. You are genetically encoded with the ability to talk to God and a desire, have a desire uh, to talk to him. Uh, one of the verses there for you says, God has made everything beautiful in its time. God has also set eternity in the human heart. That means that you have an eternal soul, that you're going to last longer than just living here. I know you hear lots of things about uh, what other people believe, but the truth of the Bible is that eternity is going to be, every soul is going to continue to live. Just depends on where you decide you want to live for eternity. It means that we have this natural desire and drive in us Uh, to be close to God, to know him, and to talk with him. Uh, There's going to be an eternity. uh, God has wired us to look for the goodness of God. We sang about it today. He wants us, he wants human beings to naturally have an openness to him. You are naturally uh, wired uh, to pray. Another thing we learned is that uh, we are not very good at prayer, right? We are not very good at prayer. In fact, I've never heard anybody say, I got my PhD in prayer. Nope. I always hear people say things like, uh, I really don't know how to pray. I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I don't feel very confident in my prayer. Because if I walked down this morning and went over and spoke to you and took you by the hand and said, come up here and say a prayer for us, about 90% of you would pass out or run out of one, one of the other. Uh, <clears throat> but God doesn't want you to feel that way. He doesn't want you to feel inadequate or insufficient, to feel like your prayers are somehow second class or they're not as good as somebody else's uh, prayers. <clears throat> All of us feel that at times, kind of inadequate. Even the, uh, the Apostle Paul, I mean, he was a pretty good Christian, I think, pretty close to Jesus. And he says... 
in Romans 8, 26. We do not know what we ought to pray for, nor how we should pray. Boy, that brings me encouragement, doesn't it? I mean, if the Apostle Paul could admit that he struggled a little bit in prayer uh, to even know what to pray for, uh, we, can, we can be confident that God uh, helps us in our inadequacy. If Paul was willing to admit it, I can certainly uh, admit it. Uh, we can recognize uh, just these disciples spending time with Jesus, but here they are saying, uh, teach us to pray. So we're, we're all wired to pray. We are not very good at it sometimes. Uh, and number three, our frustrations with prayer are caused by misconceptions. Our frustrations in prayer are, are caused by misconceptions. Our frustrations with prayer where I don't feel satisfied with it or uh, I'm, I'm struggling with that. You know, we, we want to, to hear from God. You know, some people think that prayer is like a magic wand. You just swing it around and prayer is like a, that's sort of like a superstitious approach. Let's just, you know, just rub the lamp, <clears throat> rub the lamp. Um, that is not the way prayer works. Prayer is not uh, a magic lamp to bring out the genie. Number two, prayer is not just uh, to, to put out fires. You know, prayer is not like a fire extinguisher. Break the glass in case of fire. You know, just, um, that's not the idea. Uh, the idea is, um, is not that you have to beg and plead with God in some kind of way just to deal with uh, the latest emergency that's going to come. Prayer is not the last thing that you do. It is the first thing that we should do, a call to prayer. Prayer is not a tug of war with God. Can I convince God? Can I convince him? It's, it's like, you know, prayer is not a sales pitch. Uh, how can I get God to do what I need him to do? Uh, it's uh, coming to God and giving yourself to him. Uh, you're not just trying to talk God into something. Prayer, the, the, the worst kind of misconception about prayer for many people, it is just sort of a religious duty or a ritual that will relieve your guilt. Uh, I should pray more. I ought to pray. I ought to do this. It becomes a kind of a religious duty. Maybe you got certain phrases that you memorize that become a part uh, of, of your prayer time. You know, if prayer is a duty for you, then you miss the point of prayer. You don't understand that prayer uh, is not some religious responsibility. Uh, we're going to talk about it today. It's, it's your lifeline. It's your lifeline to God. It's our support system. Did you know that God has made it possible for you to be able to talk intimately with the Almighty God? Not because you won the lottery, not because you did some great thing in your life, but because uh, He has created you, planted it inside of you, and you have this opportunity. I I'm encouraging you to think about what you believe about prayer. Would you be willing to pray at the level that you believe? So to help us kind of get a view on prayer, uh, five different things that, that I'll mention to you today, just quickly that we can connect together and think about. Uh, number one, uh, first foundational truth about prayer is that God loves for me to talk to him. God loves for me to talk to him. Did you know that God loves, you, you don't, you look like you, uh, you just don't believe me or that you heard it so often that it's a little boring. God loves 
for you to talk to him. God loves for you to talk to him. And I would say God loves for you to talk to him about anything. It doesn't have to be spiritual. It doesn't have to be churchy. Talk to him about anything. Uh, anything that you're interested in, God is interested in. You say, well, how's that possible, Pastor? Well, I'm, I'm, whatever it is that you're interested in, God is interested too because he loves you because he knows you, because he created you. I mean, there's a lot of things that you are interested in. You know why you're interested in the stuff that you're interested in? You're interested in that because God created you. He shaped you like that. He shaped all of us completely different. Everybody has different interests because God wants to get everything done in the world. God wants everything accomplished. And so he made you specially. And so he's interested in what you're interested in because he made you that way to begin with. He loves you. He wants you to talk to him about whatever you're interested in. It's, it's like he enjoys talking to his children. He's your father. The Bible, the Bible calls him our father in heaven. Parents are interested in what their kids uh, are interested in. Look at some verses. Psalm 103, verse 13. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who reverence him. That means they spend time with him. God is a tender and compassionate father. He's intimately interested in the things that are interesting to us. Um, you know, I, I noticed, um, I've been spending a little time with this grandbaby, and you know, I noticed that I loved her before she could say anything. Just, just baby talk. I, I'm, like, I'm actually liking that she's talking. She talks a lot. <laughs> and she's starting to, you know, put, put words together. Um, but I didn't wait for her to be able to have a conversation with me that I could understand before I loved her. You know, God, God is not waiting you for to figure out all the, the right language. He just wants you to talk to him. He is intimately interested in talking to you. That's the way God is with you and with all of us. He loves you to communicate with him. He loves you to open your heart to him. He wants you to grow in your understanding of uh, walking with him. Uh, look at this verse, uh, John 5. We can be confident in approaching God knowing that he listens to us whenever we ask him for anything according to his will. And since we know that he hears us when we make our request, then we can be sure that he will answer us. Uh, notice, notice in there, we know that he listens to us. We know that he hears us. God always hears you no matter what you say, when you say it, how loud you say it. If you think it in your mind, God listens to you. He hears you. Because of that, it says that we can be confident in approaching God. We need confidence. That means that when you pray, God says, pray with no shame. Pray with no fear. Pray with no hesitation. Pray with no embarrassment. There's nothing that you can say that will stop God from loving you. There is nothing that can change. There's nothing that's going to embarrass him. There's nothing that will cause you greater fear from him. Um, recognizing, so I wrote a couple of notes there. Uh, first of all, prayer, you know, prayer is not like ceremony. Prayer is conversation. 
Prayer is conversation, not ceremony. You know what ceremony is, right? It's where you say certain words and you say them in just the right way. And we have different ceremonies where we have just the right. Prayer is not a ceremony where you're just saying, trying to say certain words to God. It's a conversation. It means talk. Uh, do you know that conversation involves talking and listening? That might be a little surprise to a few of you, but uh, it... <laughs> Talking and listening, hearing together. One, one of the reasons that you get bored in prayer is because you do all the talking and none of the listening. If you're just doing a monologue in the dark, just calling out and don't get any answer, I mean, you got to be listening, taking time to be quiet, to listen to God. God, is there anything you want to say to me? That, that's what I've been saying these last few days. Uh, is there anything you want to say to me? Anything I need to change in my life? You know, sometimes he lays it out on you. And sometimes he says, everything's fine. Let's just go have a good day. Just talking to God. Prayer is a conversation. Listening and talking to God. Secondly, prayer is ritual. It's not ritual, but relationship. It is a relationship, not a ritual that we go through. Once again, if prayer is boring to you, it's because you don't understand uh, the point of it. Uh, you know, we've been given this promise of transformation uh, as God helps us. As we come to God in prayer, he's given us promises. He's poured out his goodness, and he wants you to know that you can trust in him. But it's based on your relationship uh, that, you, that you have with him. Uh, recognizing that God doesn't want you to feel guilty about prayer. He loves to talk to you. He loves to be in relationship uh, with you. That's such an encouragement. Uh, just suppose, suppose it was like, um, suppose you go to a restaurant and you're at this restaurant and uh, they bring your delicious meal that you've ordered and they sit it down in front of you and, uh, and you take a, a few bites and it is delicious. And, and here comes the waitress. She comes by and she says, uh, uh, how, how is that for you? And you say, oh, it's so good. And she says, really? I think I'd love to try that. And she just picks up a fork and goes over there, takes, <laughs> takes a little mouthful and, you know, oh, you, you'd be livid, right? You'd be like, call the manager, get this plate out of here. I, I, you need to replace my meal. Uh, you know, but if you were sitting there with your child or your grandchild and you're going, mm, this is so good. And they say, can I have a little bite of that? And you'd say, sure. You might even turn your fork around and hand, give them a little dip there. You reacted totally differently. You know why? Relationship. The relationship changed everything. What would happen in a relationship with a stranger, you would respond one way, but when that child just wants a bite, uh, you, would, you would gladly uh, share it with him. Uh, think about that in relationship to this conversation. You're not talking to a stranger. You're not talking to somebody that doesn't know who you are. He created you, and he wants you to talk to him, to have a relationship with him. Relationship changes the way we communicate. Uh, intimacy, shared history. When I was with my mom and her, my sister, uh, the, you know, we, were, we were just talking. We were playing a game, and I... Um, I just, you know, at different times, I'd say 
some little comment or something, you know, because you get reminded about all these things that happened in the past and everybody just dies laughing. You don't even tell the whole story. Why? Because relationship changes the way that we communicate. Uh, and that's so true of our relationship with God. As he draws us closer together, we recognize that the prayer is not ritual, something that we do in church. Prayer is, in, is through this relationship. That, that'll, that'll help you to pray more effectively, to think about that relationship with him. Uh, God loves for me to talk to him. Number two, God, loves, God listens to prayers that are sincere and simple. Sincere and simple. You know, you don't have to come up with flowery language. Uh, you don't have to uh, use fancy phrases. Um, it, just, just talk to God. Just like you would talk to uh, your best friend. Have a relationship. It doesn't have to sound super spiritual. God hears, listens to the prayers that are sincere and simple. Prayers that are real. Prayers that are gutsy. Prayers that are honest. And when you, when you don't, I mean, when you're just not feeling good, just tell God, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what's happening here. That's the kind of prayer that God wants, his honest prayer. Uh, did you know that longer is not stronger in prayer? Longer is not necessarily stronger. Simple, sincere, humble, authentic. Those are the kind of prayers that God is interested in. Uh, he's not interested just in some long, uh, long-term prayers, long-lasting prayers uh, that necessarily go on and on. Uh, just be straightforward. Just tell God what is taking place there. Let God help you draw near to him. Uh, Matthew 6 uh, Jesus says, when you pray, not if you pray, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, uh, they have received their reward in full. Instead, when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, don't keep babbling on like the pagans for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Uh, he's, Jesus is reminding us uh, he's talking about the Father, this relationship with uh, the Father. Come to him simply and honestly. Just tell God what's on your heart. I, I think it's the, it's the biggest factor in being a person of prayer is just realizing that you can talk to God simply and honestly, and he listens and he hears what's in your heart. Hebrews 10.22 says, let us come near to God with a sincere heart and a sure faith. Those are the qualifications. Sincerity, simplicity. Sincere heart, sure faith. Sincere heart means, God, I'm going to talk to you about uh, what is happening in my life, what's going on in this situation. I'm nervous. I'm confused. I'm uncertain. I'm afraid. Just talk to God about what you're feeling. Sure faith, that means that we come to God with confidence. We're not afraid to talk to him. We're not embarrassed to talk to him. We're not hesitant to talk to him. So we come to God with a sure uh, faith. Those, those are the responses. So we recognize God loves for us to talk to him. God listens when we come to him with a, 
uh, a sure faith when we come to him in confidence. Number three, God likes to show his grace by answering prayer. God likes to show his grace by answering prayer. You know, God is a good God. We sang about it. He's a good, good God. He's a good, good father. He's a gracious father. He's a compassionate and loving God, a God who loves to answer prayer and to encourage us. So God loves it when we come to him with needs around us. Uh, he comes and God says, I don't, you know, I'm pretty sure that you didn't say yes to every request your child had, right? That he don't, he don't get away with everything, I'm sure. Nope, we, we realize that there uh, are multiple ways that we answer requests, just like there are multiple ways that God answers requests. God could say yes. God could say no. God could say not yet, which is not the same as no. Or he could say, you have got to be kidding. You ever get that? Uh, like, what are you thinking about? But we recognize that God answers prayer. He answers our prayers. Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call to me and I will what? Answer you. Call to me and I will answer you. I will show you marvelous and wondrous things that you could never figure out on your own. I love that translation. Uh, Sometimes God's answer is the bigger perspective. Sometimes you ask something and God says, you have no idea what you're asking for. I know what's best and what is going to be best for you. He has a larger uh, perspective. Uh, You're going to be so glad that he gave us exactly what he, what he desired for us to have. He's not like a vending machine where we just pull the knob and he gives us whatever we, uh, that we ask for. Matthew 7, 11 says, if you being imperfect and sinful parents know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more with your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? James 4, 2, you do not have because you do not ask. So pray, seek him, but allow him to guide the answers. You don't have because you don't ask. He talks to us about learning to pray. So God loves us to talk to him uh, about anything that's on our mind. Conversation is not ceremony. Uh, it's, It's a conversation with him. I listen and I speak to him and I listen to what he has to say and I talk to him about anything that is on my mind and my heart. What are you talking to God about? How can you update your prayer list to be able to talk to him about the things that are burdensome and that you're focused on today? Number four, God loves to be close to me. God loves to be close to me, to close to you. He desires it. He wants it deeply. He wants to be close. And our conversation with him is how we draw close to him. Um, you know, when you've been away from somebody, maybe you saw some people uh, during this holiday time, a chance to be close to them, a chance to have a conversation, a chance to, to reconnect. God wants you to stay connected to him. You know, every day that you go without prayer, without reading God's word, without spending time with God, God is waiting for you. He wants to be with you. Isaiah 30, 18 says, the Lord waits for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. He's waiting for us. You are made 
to know God. You were made to be in a relationship with God. You were made to be in fellowship with God, drawing near to him and allowing his love to fill you. Don't, don't leave God hanging. Draw close to him. Recognize that he wants to be with you. You were put on this planet to have relationship with him. The Bible's full of examples of that, of those that had relationship uh, with him. And that's God talking uh, to every one of us. Notice this verse, Hosea 6, 6 says, I don't want your sacrifices. I want your love. I don't want your offerings. I want to know you. Can, can you feel that passion that he has for you and me? Nothing is going to stop him loving you, but he wants to be in relationship with you. Psalm 25, 14, friendship with God is reserved for those who reverence him. With him, he shares the secrets of his covenant. God wants to be your friend. Maybe you say, are you kidding me? God wants to be close to you. God wants to be in a relationship with you. You were formed for a friendship or relationship with God. And if you miss out on that, you have missed out on the key things that he desires for you. I don't know what 2020 is going to hold for you, but I want you to know that God is looking to be closer to you. God is looking to be in a relationship with you deeper than you've known before, a more intimate relationship with you. James 4, 8. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. The closer I am to God, the less stressed I am. The closer I am to God, the more blessed I am. The closer I am to God, he longs for me to be in this relationship uh, with him, recognizing that he has so much that he wants to accomplish. I heard about, um, heard about this guy that was uh, a student, a uh, religion student. And so he was uh, on a break from his seminary work. And so uh, he lived in Florida. And so he went down to a church, small church, and did sort of a little revival uh, for them. Uh, after it was over, they didn't have a lot of money, uh, but they had a bunch of orange trees around their property there. And so they just, they just loaded up this, this young pastor and his wife, or minister and his wife, and uh, gave them all these oranges, and they were delicious. I mean, you eat fresh Florida oranges, they're so delicious. And so they brought them all back home, and they kind of stacked them up. They had a little a garage over a garage apartment, and so they... Uh, they stacked up those oranges, and they were doing everything they could to eat them and give them away. <laughs> they didn't want them to go bad. And so, uh, so one day, they're at the kitchen table, and there's this kid walking through their, their backyard. And he sees this orange tree, and he kind of peeks around, and he decided that he was going to steal an orange off of this one tree that was in their backyard. And so he's watching him, and he's thinking, don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, he's kind of talking to him, even though he's outside there, because he knew that those oranges on that tree were no good. Like all those oranges were, you ever eat a sour orange? Oh, it's awful. He knew those were going to, so he uh, plucks one off of there and goes running off, and he's, he's kind of chuckling to himself, how bad. And then he thought, what would have happened if this little kid had come to the front door and knocked on the door and said, hey, mister, do you think I could have an orange off, that, off your tree? 
And he, the little minister would have said, no way, don't eat those. You can't have one off that tree because those are sour. But I got a whole bag full in here. I'll give you some really good ones. I'll just, I'll just pile them up on you because he asked. Because he asked. You know, prayer is not automatic. We act like it is. We talk a lot about prayer. Prayer is not automatic. You must pray. You got to figure out your schedule. You got to figure out your life, how to get yourself involved in prayer. Now, you notice I have not said, who's going to pray an hour a day for the, for the rest of 2020? You know, that would be a resolution that would go down pretty quickly, right? But that's not necessary. Sincere, simple, relationship-based prayer. Uh, Jim Cimbala, it's a pastor. He wrote a book about prayer, and I uh, reread that in the last month or two. He said, anything and everything is possible with God. If we approach him with a broken spirit, we must humble ourselves get rid of the debris in our lives and keep leaning on him instead of our own understanding. Your future and mine are determined by this one thing, seeking after the Lord. The blessings we receive and pass along to others hang on this truth. He rewards those who seek him. He rewards those who seek him. So what are you going to do in 2020? Uh, as we take a new step, uh, today uh, we're going to take communion in just a few minutes. And I hope that you would take a few moments at the end of this service and decide to deepen your prayer life with God in 2020. That you will deal with your time, your distractions, even your sin. You know what distracts us in prayer is we don't have enough time. We get distracted by things and even sinfulness that we allow in our life. Would you say, I will pray and not miss the great things that God will do in my life and in the life of our PFN network in 2020? Hey, maybe, maybe you need to be in a prayer group. Maybe you'd like to host a prayer group. If you mark that, as on, not just on your outline, but on the card, all of these on the back of the card as well. I think it'd be awesome if, we, um, if God helps. I realized that, um, you know, when you go through difficult things, you need people praying for you. So maybe you need a prayer group. Maybe you're willing to host one, or maybe you're willing to be a participant in a prayer group. Maybe you'd say, Pastor, that's exactly what I need. I need uh, a place to pray. You know, I, I was thinking... Um, about our, all of our different small groups. Uh, I was reading the bulletin, and right in the middle of the bulletin, there's all these new, brand new small groups I saw there. And then I know all these other ones that we have going on and all the meetings that take place there. You know, I, I'm happy for us to have some new small groups. Mark that, and we'll work on that. But what if every time we gathered that we made sure that we were praying effectively, that, we were, that all of our small groups... We're a place where, where you could pray. I'm not saying 
don't study your book or the Bible study that you're doing. But what, what if our leaders decided we were going to take prayer just to another level, committing to God to trust him and to pray throughout this year that's upcoming? I don't know what God wants to do for you. I'm, I'm preaching the message that came right out of my heart about what God is speaking to me about. But I can, t- I can guarantee you this. What the good things that you long to happen this year in 2020, in your life, in your family, at your job, with your money, with what God is going to do through our church together, all those things are dependent on prayer and seeking God. If you're going to receive, you, if you just kind of do it on your own, you're going to end up with a sour orange. But if you just knock on the door, reach out to the Savior, he will give you the blessings that he desires for you to have. Come together as we pray in 2020. We have some uh, people that are going to serve us today. We are using our Sunday School Ministries board, which is appropriate, and our missions board. And they're going to be serving us today in this service and some in the second service. Um, So uh, they're going to get the elements prepared. And we're going to say a prayer for these elements while they're getting ready. Would you bow with me? Heavenly Father, bless these elements, we pray today, and us as we come together. Would you help us in these moments to think about our relationship with you And what is it that we're praying about? Help us as we take these moments today as a time of prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Please serve us. What are you praying about today? What are you praying about for this year? Could you begin by praying for yourself? Where are you in your relationship with God? If you were to ask him, what needs to happen in my life this year? Would that be one of the top things? Come closer to me. Would you ask him for that? He loves to answer that prayer. Oh God, help this year to be the year that I am closest to you. What are you praying about? Do you have a burden? A need? As many of you were walking in, you were catching me up on struggles and needs and situations that have been happening. Talk to God about it. I'm sure you already have.
but keep talking to him. Let him give you guidance, wisdom, what you can do, who you can be in those situations. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your family, your parents. Pray for your friends. Pray that God would impact those circumstances that are causing you stress and fearfulness. Pray with an open heart about what God wants to do in your life. How is he guiding you? What is he calling you to do? Dedicate yourself to be God's man in 2020. Dedicate yourself to be God's girl. To lay aside any sin that you've allowed, any distractions that have been drawing you away from him. You're in church on this first Sunday of a new decade. Such a great day to come to God and to tell him how you want to live for him, how willing you are to obey and to follow his, his direction, his guidance. This year, Let's pray for our church, for this campus, for Summit, for Southside, for what God has in mind, for all of our friends that watch online today. Lord, would you hear prayers for your church today? Guide us, we pray, Lord. Help us to be and become all that you want us to be. Let's stand together. What did you decide today? This bread and juice is a symbol of the death of Jesus Christ. He paid the price for you. What are you going to do in response to him? We're going to eat this bread and drink this juice in a moment. But... This is what he did for us as we eat and drink today. Commit yourself. What's going to happen will be because you prayed and you committed your life to him this, this year. It's going to be a great year, but it'll be the greatest when we put our trust completely in him, when we follow his ways. So we... Uh, 
tell him what we are going to do as we think about what he has done for us. This bread represents the broken body of Jesus Christ given on your, your behalf. Eat this bread in remembrance that Jesus Christ gave his life for you. This juice, I often think about this juice drinking it, going into my body and into my bloodstream. As you drink this, be reminded that the Spirit of God lives in us. He wants to guide us. Put your trust in him. This juice, this cup represents the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross for each of us. Let's drink in commitment to him. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for uh, challenging me. Thank you for the way that you want to work uh, in me and in our lives and in every person that's here today and everyone that's watching. You have a desire for all of us, Lord. And so we pray that you would help us as we commit ourselves to you today. We pray for the transforming work that will come through trust, trusting you in prayer, through praying like we believe in prayer. We love you, Lord. Thank you for lighting our fire and encouraging us as we head out into 2020. We love you and we praise you together. In Jesus' name, everybody said together, amen. amen.